The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. All right, you guys, we are back with one of my favorite humans in the world, Ashley Tisdale. She does not need any introduction because you are just an epic human. I'm so excited. I think we're going to talk more about stress and motherhood and your new line. I am so proud of you about being Frenchie. It was funny. I was thinking about this and you are a person that's come into my life recently, but it feels like I've known you my entire life. I know. I know. I feel like I'm part of your family. (laughs) (laughs) You are part of our family. You're part of our family. But last night I was like, oh man, I should probably write some notes. I don't know what Ashley and I are going to talk about, but I should probably like do some background on her. (laughs) So I listened to um, Arielle Lore's podcast with you. And you said on it that you were shy. I was like, you are not shy. I know. You know, it's so funny because I think people like expect me to be like the characters I've played. And a lot of my characters are like very confident and I am confident, but I'm just not, I have always been shy my whole life. Like, and I think- So funny when people meet me, I feel so bad because it's like, I'm also socially like just, I have like that kind of social awkwardness and kind of social anxiety. So there are thoughts in the back of my head that I'm like, I feel like I'm letting them down when I'm meeting people, but like, I'm just like super quiet. And I just like, just don't know what to say, but yeah, I'm very shy. It's like, I'm shy. And then I can be outgoing, but it's like, takes me a real minute to do that. And it's, it's a lot of force to do it. It's like, okay, you got to go in there and you just got to like, if you're going to, if I'm going to a party or an event, I'm like, let go of all of those thoughts in your mind and just kind of like have fun. And it's something that my husband taught me to just kind of like be in the moment and be less in my head. But yeah, I definitely am shy. That's so funny. Like you don't, you don't come off to me as shy at all, but I think it's probably like that comfort thing. Yeah. I get it from my dad. He's the most shy. Like he's so shy. It's so funny. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything you're doing. You just launched Being Frenchy, which is your own self-care line of everything. And okay. I wanted to dive into that. But what I want to talk about first is something about you that I think strikes me the most, which is just your complete authenticity always. And you have been so open about your struggles with anxiety. That's how Frenchie was born, right? Was was through all of those struggles. And I think motherhood, as prepared as we are, I think it hits differently and anxiety sometimes shifts of what we're anxious about or how we approach it. And I know that kind of self-care is is a big thing for you. So what has shifted in motherhood? Do you feel like your anxiety is different than it was before? Yes. Yes. I think that I like, it's still the same, but I feel like sometimes the hardest thing that I've been struggling with recently is the balance of 
working and being a mom, you know, in the very beginning, you know, when Jupiter was really young, you know, I was working from home and I got to kind of make, I could spend my hours however I wanted to. And it was like really great because I got to, to be with her and be really present with her. And I developed obviously being Frenchy throughout that time. But, you know, once obviously like this last year, kind of like in the new year, I was like off and running because obviously it was just like, okay, being Frenchie's coming out. And it was just like, I had just had COVID. So I felt like, okay, all the things that I've been scared of, like in the last two years I've been through already. So now I'm like going to get back out there. I've been developing something like on the TV side. And so I just went right into work mode and I was just like, whoa, like, I think I just got very overwhelmed. And my anxiety has just been really triggered very easily recently, just because it's just trying to figure my way through the work balance and mom balance, because it's like, I feel guilty when I haven't seen her and I'm at a shoot all day. And it's like, it's definitely a struggle for real, but I, I think that I'm finding my way. And I think that I've always used my tools, you know, like my rituals to help ground myself when I'm feeling those moments. And so I think if anything, I'm more prepared than I used to be. I feel like I really have just been able to notice when I am anxious and recognize that versus in the past, I I probably was just such like a work grinder that it was yeah. just like I wasn't even knowing it was starting to happen. And it would just be like, and then it just was too late. I was like, oh my God, I'm panicking. <laughs> you know, it's so, like autopilot. You just go into survival. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm able to be like, okay, I'm feeling kind of like a little anxiety. And then like I try to figure out like why. And because for me, it's like the most important thing is that I just don't want to put that stuff on my daughter. Like I know that I struggle with it and I just don't want her to pick up on those things. You know, I try to be like really present with her and let that stuff go when I'm with her. What helps you the most? Like what do you do you talk to someone? Do you go to your self-care routine? Like when you're feeling super anxious, what's the first thing to kind of talk you off that ledge? The first thing I do is kind of I talk to my body. This it's like this thing that I I read this book, Your Power to Heal, and it really impacted my life like seven years ago. And what I love about it is that it talks about like that we have the power within ourselves. Like we shouldn't feel victim to disease or cancer or anything we're going through, that we have the power to heal ourselves. And it's not saying like, don't do medication, don't do those things. But by talking to your body and like really learning why your body is trying to get your attention and kind of clearing like little traumas and stuff in your past, it really allows you to like heal with everything else. And so I I just love that idea because I think a lot of my anxiety tends to feel when I am not in power and I feel victim to something that's happening around me. I feel like it's happening to me instead of for me. And so I really like to sit with myself, figure out like why I'm feeling that a certain way. When did it start? And then, you know, a lot of the time recently is because I just have a lot going on. And also with being a mom, it's just like, I don't take, you know, I I try to take as many moments as I can, but there are some days where I'm like, I need a good, I need a good time to just like really chill. Like I have so much on my plate at all times. I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jupiter. It's like a lot. And so it's really important that I recognize that I need to take care of myself. And that's something that, you know, obviously with my line, I created to 
to have other people recognize, like to take a moment to yourself. And so, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll do it too. Like I have my little rituals that are kind of fast rituals and I'm like, okay, no, this is now time to, to take a moment, take a bath. Don't, you don't have to watch TV. You don't have to watch Ted Lasso for the third time. You can take a bath and really rest and relax. So I do that. I also obviously have a therapist that I talk to when I'm feeling the most anxious. And then I have your husband to speak to when I'm worried about something with health. So <laughs> got your little team. Just have a village. <laughs> we all need a village. We all need a village. You guys, the start of the new year can bring plenty of changes and not just in the classroom and curriculum, but for so many kids, a new school year also means early morning wakings, a plethora of after-school activities and homework, and it can be exhausting. And all of these changes can make it so difficult to get a good night's sleep. But getting enough sleep we know is so important for healthy physical, mental, emotional development. And that is why we are so excited to tell you about Boron's homeopathic sleep aid, Sleep Calm Kids. Sleep Calm Kids calms restless sleep without melatonin. You guys, this is important because melatonin is actually a hormone and not so great to take on a regular basis. So with Sleep Calm Kids, your child can fall asleep and stay asleep without feeling groggy the next day. No one needs more grogginess or moodiness in the mornings, I can tell you that. And because it's homeopathic, its gentle action makes it perfect for kids. So we're not flooding our kids' system with powerful hormone like melatonin or knocking them out with sedatives. Sleep Calm Kids helps their body rebalance its sleep-wake cycle for healthier sleep. It offers calming relief of occasional sleepiness, restless sleep, intermittent wakings, irritability, and even nightmares. We love the ingredients. Its blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients helps restore a natural sleep pattern that's often disturbed by upsets, excitement, and changes in schedule, which we're all feeling right now. Oh, and they come in these pre-measured individual liquid doses, which I love. They are so convenient and so easy for kids to take. There's no chewing or swallowing pills involved at all. So easy. With Sleep Calm Kids, everyone can start the new year off refreshed and ready to learn. Use code living at checkout at boronusa.com for 20% off your first purchase of Sleep Calm Kids and any Boron products. That's B-O-I-R-O-N-U-S-A.com for 20% off your first purchase. These claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. And I think like in parenthood, the thing that no one preps you for, I think is like this noise pollution that sometimes when you just go into the bathroom, someone else is watching your kids. So it's not like you're multitasking because sometimes we think self-care is like, oh, I've got like two minutes right now. Sometimes I'm like, Bryce is eating. Let me just go do this. But then in the back, it's him saying, mommy, mommy, come back. And I'm like, wait, this is not, I need a pause. I need a quiet pause. And it's one of those things too that I remembered recently before 
I had Jupiter, my morning rituals were like a big thing. You know, I would do my meditation, I would do my gratitude list, and it really helped set up my day. And I've been trying to do it like on her nap time. So it's really later in the day. And well, at first it was earlier, but as, as I get older, their nap time like just obviously changes. And so now I realize I'm like, I've got to wake up earlier. As much as I don't want to wake up earlier before she wakes up, like I really do need to make this like a priority in my life because it does help set up my day. And so I recently realized I'm like, even if you just get up like 30 minutes before the baby yeah. wakes up, to just do your gratitude list, to do a little meditation. It really helps ground you. I actually did a poll the other day on social media just about that because I still feel like I haven't gotten my footing of what's right. It's like when I do get up earlier, I feel exponentially better. Like I feel put together. I've gotten my day. I don't feel like a scrambled mess. But then sometimes I'm like, but I also need to sleep. So I haven't found this balance. And it's really interesting. Like the poll was really 50-50 split, whether people get up before their kid or not. But the ones that said that they got up before said they felt so much better throughout the day and they felt better at bedtime. They weren't kind of pushing past, you know, 11 p.m. of just scrolling because they weren't they weren't needing that time later in the day because they were a little more centered and grounded throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah. I think that it's just one of those things that I recently realized like this is this is definitely important. Yeah. What about kind of like mom comparison, mom shame stuff? I think milestones are a big thing for kids. I remember with Bryce, even though this is what I do, it was like I went to a mommy and me class and a couple of the kids in the class were already rolling. Bryce wasn't rolling. And I found myself going home doing the opposite of what I would tell anyone else, which is then we were like working on rolling. Like, okay, boy, you got to get rolling because I need to see that you can do this. But milestones are really anxiety provoking. Has it been the same thing for you? You know what? It really hasn't. Like. It's definitely one of those things where, you know, I'm like been like, oh, okay. Like I hope she starts walking soon because I feel like it's time to walk. But I think I just kind of know her personality really well. And I think that I I feel like when I was going into labor, like I, I tried, I had it, I was induced and I tried to naturally have her the weekend before I tried everything my doula told me to do. Mm -hmm. And she was just not coming out. And I was just like, she is so comfortable. She is just like, I could just tell she was like, I'm good. (laughs) Like, like I am chilling here. I am not coming out. And I remember kind of having this like inner talk with her, like as I was in labor being like, it is time to come out Jupiter. Like you have to come out. And so what I realized about her early on was just that she really is like, she does her thing on her own time. And so I was never worried about meeting milestones because she also is really observant. She really observes her friends doing them. And it's like, she's just not going to like, she's, she isn't, she's not the type of child that like jumps into something. She's like, I'm going to see how you do it for a while. And then like, when I'm really ready, I go for it. And so each milestone, I feel like I've kind of sat back a little bit more like, she was definitely on the later side crawling and on the w- walking side on the later side as well. But she's just that kid. Like she just is That's someone who's like, is. if she doesn't want to do it, she's not going to do it until she wants to. And then she, then when she gets it, she's like often doing it, you know, it's like, okay. So I don't know. I don't feel like any pressure around that. I feel 
Um, I also love this like one episode on Bluey. Do you watch Bluey? Yes. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Bluey. And they, they, they had an episode about like milestones and how Bluey's mom was just like, oh my God, why is Bluey not walking? Why is like, like, it just was like, Bluey just kept on being really late with everything. And then she realized it's like not a race. And I thought that was so beautiful. And I'm like, I, I never want to compare Jupiter to her friends, you know, like I think comparison is just like a really something that I have struggled with. Like I just, in my past, I'm like, you know, when I was growing up, I, I compared myself a lot to others and I realized it's not really, you don't, you shouldn't do that. Like that's never good. Um, it's never a good outcome. It's not good to think that way. And so I just don't ever want to do that to her. And so luckily I, I haven't struggled with that. That's such a beautiful way to put it. Cause like at the end of the day, that is the truth, right? It's the journey and it's their journey and it's them figuring it out. If we go in and try to like manipulate it, it's only going to make them have kind of this projected anxiety on it. But also yeah. we have to meet our kid where they're at. We've talked a lot about this offline, but I think something that's fascinating when I learned this the first time, I was like, oh my gosh that kids can't work on two things at the same time. They're either working on verbal skills or they're working on motor skills. And so Jupiter is so observant and she is she's watching things and she is so expressive, right? And so it's like yeah. some kids are faster in talking, some kids are faster in walking, and some kids take their own time and some never get there. But it's, it's all about meeting our kid where they're at. So I love that. That's something that helped me so much when you said that too, because she's such a talker. She is so verbal. She's just, she can like, I mean, this kid is, she has stories to tell uh, since she was little, like it was just all babble stuff. And now she just copies every word that I say. And so I see my, my friends be like, oh my God, or like, he's not talking as much. And I'm like, you know, he'll get there. Like, you know, she just, I think it just like all kids are different and they work on all different things on, at different times. And so it was really interesting when you said that. Cause I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause she's like way more just kind of verbal right now. And she wasn't walking yet. And then that, then she kind of like obviously took off on the walking. And so, yeah, she's, she's loves to chit chat. <laughs> she does have my shyness though. The shyness is real thing. She has it. Cause she's like, takes like a good 10 minutes to warm up to people. It's that's funny. Sometimes I find my, Bryce does the same thing. He's he'll watch. He's definitely observant. But I actually love that because it's like they're taking in all the necessary information and then they act, right? They're confident yeah. in what they're acting on, but some kids are just more observant. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like Jupiter's taught you the most? Oh man. I mean, she's taught me so much. I mean, she's obviously taught me a lot of patience because I'm not very good with patience. I'm someone who is just like I'm, I'm patient with her. I'm not patient with like anything else. Like if I want something, I'm like, I want it now. Why hasn't it ha come? Like what's happening? And, but being with her, like, obviously like I'm patient with her, but like she taught me even more about patience. And I think it's just, she's taught me being present. Like she's so present, obviously in everything that she does. Like she's just in every moment, children are always like just very in the moment. And I, and I love that. And so she teaches me to be more in the moment because I can tend to, you know, have a lot and I'm like on my phone doing work emails and stuff. And so it's just nice to kind of, I don't know, be in the moment with her more, but I mean, she's just, I don't know, taught me so much. She's the best thing ever. She's so 
She's like, I don't know. Like every day I look at her and I'm like, I can't believe I made this. (laughs) And I can't believe like you came out of me. And I can't believe like, she's just so, I mean, she's got such a great personality and like her expressions and everything she does. You're just like, you truly are like, oh my God, my kid is like the cutest thing in the entire world. She, She really is just the cutest though. But also being present, it's really funny. Kids need such little time of presence than what we actually think, right? They really need that five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes on like days that like we really have it. That when I actually put my phone away and I spend 15 minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just filled Bryce's cup up so much that I could have just been with him for like three hours, but being multitasking the whole time and it would not have done nearly what that 15 minutes did. It's so true. You guys, when you think about it, drinking water is one of the most essential things we can do for our health. But all too often, and that is me included, we do not drink enough of it. And our body really needs water to function at its best. So some days for me, it can just feel impossible to stay hydrated. I'm always on the go, busy with Bryce and family, activities, work, meal prep, you name it. And I simply forget to drink water. Well, that's until I recently discovered Waterdrop, and I am hooked and so excited to tell you guys about it. Waterdrop adds a touch of sweetness to your water, as well as some vitamins and even caffeine. They have a wide range of flavors available, so you'll find one you absolutely love. And all you do is drop in a micro Waterdrop cube into your water bottle. They have really cute water bottles, by the way, and that seems to always motivate me to drink more water. You wait a few seconds and that's it. You've got a delicious drink that keeps you hydrated. And if you're looking to up your little one's hydration, which I think so many of us are, check out Waterdrop's toddler collection. It's designed for kids aged 18 months to four years. And the water bottles come in four adorable designs. Bryce loves them. They're leak-proof, durable, and the most important, they're easily disassembled for easy cleaning. Each water drop contains essential vitamins for your kid's health, so it's a stylish and really functional way to keep your kid hydrated. Water Drop is a company that was started to encourage hydration, but without creating another bottled or canned product. Their micro drinks use 98% less plastic than plastic bottles, which is so awesome, and are completely recyclable. Not only do they help reduce single-use plastic bottles, They also offer some gorgeous glass and steel bottles in lots of beautiful designs, which we have been loving. If you want to up your hydration game, head to the Waterdrop website and use code LIVING for 15% off. Browse their large collection of micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, crafts, glasses, and more. This is such an easy way to up your hydration. You're going to love it. That's code LIVING at waterdrop.com. Let's talk about body self-love for a second, because I feel like self-love is something that's so important to you, but I think it's something that is kind of a transition in motherhood that's a little bumpy. And I think our bodies postpartum are so beautiful and we should celebrate it. And it's actually so amazing. But I think when we're actually going through that transformation, it's really hard to look in the mirror and see something or you put on clothes and they fit differently. So what is kind of your self-love journey looked like in motherhood? Oh man, it has been a struggle for sure. I really didn't know what to expect, but 
you know, social media and like seeing other people be pregnant and, and kind of, especially around the same time and seeing like how they always say like their bodies bounce back. And like, you know, it was just not that for me. It was not, and it was not a loving experience at first. Like I, it took me a long time to really be good to my body and to, I think actually it was when I had COVID and I spent lovely eight, eight lovely days in my room by myself. (laughs) And I just sat there and I was like, gosh, I've been so hard on my body and look what it's doing. It's like getting me through this thing I've been scared about for years. It's literally had a baby and I've just been so crazy about like, losing the weight and, you know, kind of getting back into my old genes and, and being able to like feel good in my body. And it's just like, it's just been a journey. And it was like in that moment that I started to do journaling and body love journaling. And so I, I got it out and I wrote a letter to my body and it's so important because, you know, that was what Frenchie was born from was basically, I was, I was taking out my implants. I was doing extractions and I, was like in a, in a stage of my life where I was like very much happy with my body and I didn't need that anymore. And I was like in love with my body. So it is so interesting to, I thought it was kind of like at the end of, not at the end of the journey, but I was like, Oh my God, I finally made it. I love my body. (laughs) Like, Oh, (laughs) I'm like, Whoa, this is a new journey. And so there was moments that I was on vacation with Chris and I talk about being shy. I was like, almost like just didn't want any eyes on me. Like I was having these moments of being like, I don't want people to look at me. And I've never, you know, I've been shy, but never been like that way. And so I was just like, what am I being so shameful? You know? So it's like, there are just like these moments that you have. And then you, cause you feel like you're almost on a treadmill in a weird way where you're like, you know, you're working out, you're trying to eat really good and all of this stuff. And you're like, why is this not working? but it's just that it's just changed. It's different. Like you had a baby, like that is never going to change. Like you did one of the most amazing things and it's going to be different and that's okay. And you have to stop, I think being so hard on yourself. And that's just something I realized was like, you just have to like give into like that love and and realize like, even those imperfections, like, I don't know, like you got to love those imperfections. We're not supposed to all be like perfect and like bounce back. Like, what is that even? Like, I hate that line, like trying to bounce back. Like you're never going to be that person before. Like you are literally that person you were before you had a baby is gone. Like you'll never be there. And so I do like think that there was a phase of that too, where I went through where I was like, oh, I'm mourning who I used to be. And I thought that was weird, but I was like, I think it's actually normal to do that because as much as you're so happy, you have this beautiful little being in your life. There is that part where you're like, I've been this person forever. It's this person I've known for a long time. And I don't really know who this is right now. Mm -hmm. And you got to step into it and you have to have that process. And then I think when you like really kind of let go, you're like, oh, you feel so much better. It's like, stop letting that stuff weigh on you. And I remember going to a barbecue after I had Jupiter and I was like wearing shorts or something. And, and one of the moms was like, Oh my God, like you look so amazing. She had just had a baby too. And she's like, how did you do that? Like, you look so good. And I was like, here I am like shaming my body and to someone else, I look great. (laughs) You know, like, so it's like, it's all so different. It's all really our relationship with ourselves. And I think that it's so important to 
really love yourself even when you feel a mess, even when you're having those moments. And it's okay to have those moments sometimes. It's okay to, to mourn that person that you once were, but it's important to find that true love of being like proud of yourself and proud of what you've done and how powerful that is. And I think that when you go towards that, you just feel 100% better. I think that yes, yes, and yes. And I almost feel like we're at this like moment in time where I feel like our generation might step into like this sexiness of motherhood of just, yeah, this is our badge of honor. Like this is, this is where we are. And we are going to mourn who we once were. I don't think people prepare you of that you aren't going to feel exactly the same way before you had a kid because you are a new person physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually, yeah. like all of that. But I almost feel like we need to be proud of, of, what we've done and just embrace this new us in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's like, just embrace it. And I think it was like something like you said, like no one really prepares you for that journey, which kind of sucks. Cause I'm like, I really wish that your doctor were to like, I don't know why there's not something like in support of mothers, you know, yeah. like after you have a baby, like it's like, they just don't even talk to you about like, I've struggled with diastasis and like, thank God I found out it's because I have a chiropractor that told me, but like, they don't even tell you those things. And it's like, yeah. they're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Six weeks later. Great. You're fine. And it's like, wait, I'm about to go on this journey that like your hormones are still balancing. Like I just feel like, or I wish there was more so support for women because I think it's so, it can feel lonely. It can feel lonely. It can feel like you're trying to get through this. I mean, obviously the men don't go through this kind of craziness. They're obviously going through obviously waking up early and being with the baby. But like, I do think that it's just something they don't prepare you for. I wish they talked about it more. We all go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Something that helps me the most, or I kind of like reframe it is I want Bryce to learn. It's a little different with a boy than a girl, but it is the same type of thing, right? And it's not that boys are immune to, to poor body image, but I want him as opposed to like missing out on things because I'm not feeling confident in a bathing suit or whatever it may be. It's like, I want him or I want kind of all of our kids to learn what true self-love is so that even if we didn't yeah. have it, our kids can grow up feeling that way and knowing actually what that means. Right. And so it is kind of all those comments. I think we get all those comments of you look so good postpartum, which feels good, but then it's also kind of this feeling of like, wait, okay, I am supposed to try to like feel good, right? Or look good, whatever yeah. that may be. And it kind of is this cycle. I know. It's so funny. Jupiter loves to kiss herself the mirror. Oh. <laughs> she sees herself like in, in like the mirror, obviously in the car and she'll like go and reach and then kiss. And I'm like, I'm always just so supportive. I'm like, girl, I'm like, you get that self-love because I probably was the same way growing up, but people were like, oh my God, you're so like into whatever, like, like funny comments probably from my family, just like, oh, are you just so into yourself or whatever? And I think it's so important to like, that's, that's like real self-love right there. Like, yeah, hey, she's like, doesn't care that anybody's watching her and she's just kissing herself. And I'm like, go girl. Like she loves seeing pictures of herself. So she's very much like, I'm like, she's a really cute, confident little like chick right now. So it's, I, I just empower that. We have to start doing affirmations with her. You can start like, she's getting to that age. Well, she'll be able to repeat them back and there is nothing cuter. Let's talk about being Frenchie. Cause I'm so proud of you, but I also am fascinated. I don't think I know the story of your first makeup line that you did. And so 
kind of what did that teach you? How did you get to being Frenchy? Just tell us all about it. Yeah, it's been a long journey. Basically, probably five years ago, I had a makeup line and I was partnered with this company and I had a lot of fun doing it. And I was just in this moment where I really love to hike. And when I'm hiking, I have all these like things and ideas and I always share them with Chris. And I was saying how I really want to take over my makeup line and I want to, um, I want to make people feel like beautiful. I want to make people feel good. And I kept on saying that to him. I was like, I really, I, I just have this real reason why I want to take this over because I think it's more than makeup. Like I kept on having these ideas. And the funny thing is, is that I did, I took over this company by myself and I did not have anybody helping, but I really got into the world of like invest. I had an investment. I, I really got into that kind of world of, of CEO and dinners and you're doing multiple decks and fundraising and like all of this stuff that is very, very hard. And I really learned a lot. And I learned that it you cannot do it by yourself at all. And especially for someone who is like also doing acting, like that's someone's full-time job. And I was trying to do it while doing like two different series. I like specifically remember breaking down in the makeup room on Netflix series I was doing because I was trying to put the discount code in to the Shopify. Like this was all me. This was like not a team of people. This was like, I went through business school and that full year. And I knew why I was doing it. And that's what kept me going. There was a lot of red flags of not to take this over. It was like, just each time I was like, it was like, Barely, it was literally saying like, don't do this. But I was just like, no, this, the reason why it's so important is so I just kept going. And it was just so much stress. It was actually when I was like having the most anxiety, probably also going through depression at the time. And just from the stress of it. And I, I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like I can't yeah. keep doing this. I, on another series, I don't have the team. I tried looking for the team every situation, every, I tried everything and it was just like not working. And I just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this by myself and I have to let this go. And it was really a difficult moment for me because I should have felt more compassion being like, this was so new for you. And this is so different, but this is like, I was up at night. I had insomnia. I was up at night, Googling, (laughs) Googling searches being like celebrities that have failed. (laughs) (laughs) I was so bummed. I was literally like, I have failed. I have failed in this moment. And this is so embarrassing. And I was just trying to find something that would make me feel better about that feeling. And I broke down on my balcony and I was just crying. I remember like just sitting there and like looking out at the view and being like, it's okay. Like I failed, I failed at this, but you know, it's fine. And I'm just going to shut it down and I, and I can't keep going and and trying any longer. And so I, I, I shut it down and was really kind of uninspired from the experience, obviously, like I'm a creative person and I obviously had like a good reason why I wanted to do it, but I was pretty uninspired. I'd gone through a lot. I'd met in that process with like a lot of different naturopathic doctors, like, you know, obviously like physical, I was like going through an MRI, MRI thinking something was wrong with me. It was all anxiety, but I was meeting with so many different people and learning so much from each and every one of them. And I don't know, like finally, I just had kind of been inspired and was like, you know what? Like, 
that was such a journey. And I really want to share this journey. And I had already kind of shared that I had gone through anxiety and that I had mental health stuff with my album symptoms. And I felt like I was really opening that conversation. And, you know, on my hikes, I was just like, you know, I really, if I'm going to do something where I let people in, I've always been on social media, but I've always had a very healthy boundary of like not letting people too into my personal life. But I was like, if I'm going to do this, like I really need to be open and I need to be open about stuff that makes me uncomfortable. And so Frenchie was born based off of that experience of, of taking over that company and like learning through all these experts and really learning about myself and, and that self-love journey. And so I was excited because I was inspired again to be creative, but I also was like so excited because it was not about product. I was like, I really am just excited to be sharing all my stories and all my so, knowledge all my knowledge and sharing experts that I've worked with and like making people feel like they're not alone in their journey and making people feel good. And like, I I was so excited. And so I really had no intention of doing products when I launched Frenchie. It was like really just an, an, a way, a way to feel creatively free of anything and just to be like sharing my personal journey. And Frenchie obviously is off of my married name because I felt like this was the first time I was letting people really in. And so I created the name Frenchie. And then throughout that sharing with the community, I started to kind of see like what they were needing. And I feel like, I don't know, even because it's like I have my personal Instagram, but like I personally talk to people and on DMs through my Frenchie way more. And so I'd have these conversations with the community and what what they were like needing and what they were going through. And then obviously here we are in this pandemic. And and so I'm, I'm creating my own rituals to get me through everything that I was going through and really finding like what was helping me ground and be more present. And so always I've been obsessed with candles. Like I'm obsessed with candles and I noticed that like, I always talked about it too. It's just opening a window and lighting a candle really change the energy. If I had a rough night's sleep, I'd wake up and I was like, open windows, open the doors, like light a candle. It just like brings in something that's like fresh. And it, like the fragrance was like, I don't know, mood boosting. And I was just like, oh, why, what is it that makes the brain and all of that like mood boost and feel good? And I love aromatherapy and like that could even help me in stressful times. And so you know, I just was like starting to like really be like, I think that there, you know, it could be something really cool where creating a wellness line and creating a line obviously off of Frenchie and my whole goal, I always wanted to have a line at Target because I always believed in accessibility and affordability. And I felt like, especially with Frenchie, that in a world where there's a lot of different wellness brands, I felt like where Frenchie fit in was that it was about affordability and we had a shop that we'd help people find like what's the most affordable clean ingredients for household items for this and really helped people who you know if i felt something was expensive from a wellness blog i'm like someone who's following me thinks it's expensive you know so <laughs> i just feel there wasn't anything like that and so my dream was always to do a line at target and when we had created being frenchy i was just like okay like obviously that was going to be the first place i pitched and and then here we are <laughs> it's like crazy cuz it's pretty amazing and i got asked the question uh actually yesterday in an interview saying was i nervous with how many celebrity brands are out there and 
how kind of flooded the area is. And I really wasn't nervous because I felt like I was doing something very different, you know, and I felt like I, I don't know, like to me, developing this line and like the journey that got me here, it was just like, I obviously shared it on, on Instagram, but seeing my line in Target, like it will make me cry. But um, seeing my line there was like, remembering like who I was on that balcony thinking I failed and like seeing that was like, wow, like I did it. Like that's, that's the success. You know, that to me is like, doesn't matter what happens. Like right there, that is like someone who got up and who kept going. And like, so it just, I don't know, to me, like the fact that it's doing like extremely well, is just like icing on the cake. Like, it's just awesome that people love it. And people are like sharing their rituals and like all of the reviews have been overwhelmingly like just positive. And so it's just, that's just, I don't know. It's just like that moment where you're just like, it doesn't matter what it does. That to me is successful already because of that journey. So funny. The only thing I could think of when you were saying that story is that the reason, like if everything happens for a reason, the reason that makeup line didn't continue on was what you said on that hike, which is I want to create a product that makes people feel beautiful. And I feel like your whole mission has been like beauty starts from the inside out. And so putting makeup is definitely part of something that helps us feel beautiful, but like you're tapping into like the thing that you preach the most, which is it's this inner beauty. And Haley and I talk about this all the time. Like when we started this platform of there are so many products. And if you're just creating a product to create a product, like that's its own thing. But there's something else about this journey of like sharing knowledge, being authentic, helping people. And if you can have a product that comes out that can also help people, then that's like, that, that is, that's the win-win. But you, you stopped that because you just weren't doing what your real mission was, was to make people feel beautiful from the inside and out. And I know. And I think that is like, that is something where I totally believe in manifestation and I think what people forget in manifestation is sometimes we think we know like, oh, this is going, this is going to be this, this makeup line is going to help people feel good. That's my mission. But that wasn't, that was still the same mission. It just, that wasn't right. And the right thing came in like the right ideas. And so it was just like, sometimes we think we want something, but it's always that the right thing will come to you. I am so unbelievably proud of you. Watching you grow into this has been incredible. And everyone, go get being Frenchy. Go get everything from the line at Target. It's one thing is more incredible than the next. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. And thanks for these conversations. I feel like this is, I think all of us need a good dose of this to just feel better in parenthood and life in general, but especially in parenthood. Like we are not in this alone. I know it's so true. It's like so important to have that community around you. And it's so great to have that just because, you know, like sometimes, like I said, some, you feel like you're alone in things, but if you just reach out, you realize you're not, they're going through it too, or they might be going through something else. So it's like, I think it's just important to connect with people, you know, especially like obviously being a first time mom and, and to find your people. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. 
And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.